Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome back to Mystical Motherhood's episode number 14. If you are suffering from a health problem and are trying to become pregnant, this is definitely for you. Today we have Nina and she's going to be speaking about her issues around endometriosis and conceiving her first child. And now she lost a lot of weight since that. And so now she's been through the process of gaining this weight back and she's been through a long journey of healing. And this took a meditation practice and really looking inside and finding space in her life to have this baby. She used the process of mystical motherhood and worked with me one-on-one to create this better life. And this is her story. I always ask, when did you decide that you wanted to be a mother? Um, so always know I wanted to be a mother. That was one thing that I'm actually a very fickle person. And, um, the one thing I did, I was certain of that was that I needed to be a mother one day. So it's been since I was younger, since I would say a younger teenager, I've known that motherhood was definitely in the cards for me and I wanted to have a big family. And so when you, and you already have a baby, was it, when you first got pregnant, was it easy? It was not actually, um, my husband and I got married in 2011 and we immediately wanted to start to, you know, grow to start our family because we wanted to have about four kids. That was our plan. And four years later, I could not get pregnant. I've seen fertility specialists, doctors, you name it. I've been there, um, without any success. So... I ended up moving out of the city. I'm currently lived in Chicago. I then we moved to Oak Brook, Illinois. Right when I moved to Oak Brook, like I had a weird like enlightenment where I had to Google fertility specialist in Oak Brook. It's something I had like a good feeling around that. So I Googled, I found a fertility specialist. He diagnosed me with stage three endometriosis where he, um, surgery in order to diagnose for that. So I went, got removed after I became pregnant. So that was forced after being told that there was nothing wrong with me and that it's just timing or that I'm part of that 1% that just is not going to ever get pregnant. When you got the diagnosis of endometriosis, how did the doctor help you heal? And what was the process that you had to go through in order to conceive and, you know, heal from that? So my doctor helped me heal through the surgery. He removed the um, endometriosis. I had it over all of my organs. You name it, I've had it there. Um, The process of healing, during the process of healing is when I became pregnant with my son. So it was literally four weeks after the surgery, I found out I was pregnant. Um, 
So I wouldn't say that I got my, my body fully healed from it because I became pregnant right away. But after I had the baby, I went through, a, I don't know, a phase or my digestion just like was totally thrown off. I couldn't eat anything. From there, I had a fear of food because anything I put in my body was making me severely ill. So I had to um, heal and, like, learn that, you know, food is okay. Like, food is on my side. It's not going to make me sick. And it was just a lot digestively and then emotionally, physically, and mentally. It took a toll on me, and I... Um, just felt as if I couldn't have a second child, which is where I am currently trying to conceive baby number two and struggling with infertility. So I want to, I want to talk about two different things today because this affects a lot of different people. First off, I want to talk about your emotions and the experience you went through when you weren't able to conceive for those four years and like what you're feeling currently. And then I'd also like to talk about how you, you know, it seems like you're healing from this. I know that you're slowly healing from this fear of food. And I'd like to talk about that because food is such a big concept for so many women. And so which one would you, let's talk, would you want to start with the fertility you know, part first so that other women can really identify. And then how would you, what would you recommend to them? What kind of emotions, what do you recommend to them? So emotionally, I could say that I was at a very low level. I was in a very dark place. Um, it was so hard for me because I looked around and my family, my in-laws were getting pregnant and my best pregnant everyone except me. And I was like, why me? You know, like I, I almost like victimized, I don't know if I victimized myself, but I just was very hard on myself. And I was like, what did I do wrong? Like, why am I deserving this? And I came into like a really dark, like deep depression, but no one knew I was depressed because I would always like put on a happy face and, you know, always, you know, the social butterfly and like laughing and smiling, but I would come home and like literally cry my eyes out and just be like, why them? And why not me? Like, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? Um, and what I recommend is I, like what's helped me is honestly just connecting with myself on a spiritual, like deeper level, whether it be through meditation or, just me like sitting, looking in the mirror and telling myself, like, get out of your head, you know, like just believe that it's going to happen put it out into the universe that you are going to get pregnant and you are going to heal from whatever you're going through and everything's going to work out. So mm -hmm. I just think that once you connect with yourself on a deeper level, that it not only eases, makes life easier takes the stress off it takes the anxiety away and it just like makes you live in the moment kind of a thing and then tell me more about the meditation that you do and and you know why you do meditation what you get what's the effect from it for you and how you think it could benefit other moms who are going through this same process so the meditation that I do currently I do it every day the 11 minute kirtan 
Kriya. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce it, Chelsea? Yeah, that is. Yeah, so I do that one 11 minutes um, every single day since you um, recommended it to me. And I literally couldn't be happier with the results that I've gotten from it. I have been like such as a high anxiety and high stress person and like doctors and everyone have been like telling me, Oh, you know, just jump on Xanax or jump on this pill or take this, like that I refuse to take. Um, but this meditation, back to the meditation, um, it's just helped me stay so grounded and live in the moment kind of a thing. And just like after I'm done meditating, I feel so light and, just at ease and I accept every symptom that I'm going through. I accept it with like, I take it with a grain of salt and I get up and I continue my day. Whereas before I would literally sit and like feel my symptoms and like not want to leave my house. I feel sorry for myself. Like, you know, be like, Oh no, it's like the end of the world. Like I can't, you know, like I can't go on, but and it's only 11 minutes, right? So, I mean, you're feeling this good and you're doing a meditation that's just 11 minutes. Can you, is that true? Yes. Yes. In the beginning, I thought it was like, I was just like, there's no way like, you know, 11 minutes a day is going to help me like as crazy and as high anxiety as I am. But I would say after a good like week of doing it, it, it has literally changed my life. I am so glad you're bringing this up and actually explained it that to like that to people because so what it is is she's doing kundalini yoga and meditation and this is in mystical motherhood the book and it's also all over the website because it works fast and it's effective and you don't need to do a ton of it to make it to make it your body and your soul you know feel better and I like it because it's like a a phone, I mean. It's similar to putting a code in a phone where you get an upgrade. It sort of just upgrades your system really, really fast. And there's all kinds of meditations, and you have to find the one, the one that's right for you. And and this is definitely the one that's right for you, for sure. But do you think you could even meditate more now that you've enjoyed it so much? Yeah, I actually have been wanting to meditate more, like maybe for a longer session or a couple times a day maybe because I'll get like my anxiety mostly like in the morning and then at night. So I am definitely open to, you know, finding time in my day to um, meditate, to practice meditation. Well, it's interesting you say, do I want to, so a lot of people who work with me are afraid to even start meditation because they, the first thing is they say is I can't sit still, but I'd love you to talk about the fact that this meditation, you it's actually pretty active. And a lot of the Kundalini meditations are really active. And it, I always say, just do it for a long period of time. Try it for 40 days. Because if you can get that far, you're, you kind of get hooked. And so then you want to do it more. And I don't really have many people. I mean, some people just stop doing it. But if you get farther you know, down the road, eventually your consciousness will just say, I like it. Right? Do you feel like that's what happened to you? Right. Exactly. I... Also, am a person who can't sit still and can't like my mind is constantly racing, so I get anxious. And it's like meditating is actually one of the hardest things, like challenges that I had to like overcome. It was something that you have to your body just has to like you have to let your body go and just let it be, like let it consume you almost. Um, 
I, I told you a week, it took me about a week or two to just let go. And like you said, you are constantly, like, even though you're sitting still, there's so much going on. Like you're so connected to the earth or to, you know, like your, your thoughts are just at ease. I, it's so hard to explain, but there's so much going on and so much healing going on and you yeah. feel, you like tend to feel it after you get like a good, like hold of the meditation practice that you're doing. Cause I, and you can listen to this in other podcasts. Um, but Kundalini uses mudras, which are placements of your fingers, mantras, which are sounds that connect you to a universal force and meditation. So it's, it's a movement and you're, and there's usually a song with it. So it makes it a lot funner. But I also want you to talk about, so was there what, a lot of the process of with infertility around the emotional and phys, you know physical, spiritual aspects of it is a, a process of letting go and trusting. And when you said you knew that you needed to move out of the city and then you, you kind of intuitively when that, you moved out into a quieter place and then you had the intuition mm-hmm. to call this doctor. Do you think that those were connected when you needed, like you allowed more space in your life? Was there a point that you stopped the constriction and you stopped that holding on to something that you let go a little bit that things started to change? Oh, absolutely. I was actually, when my husband and I were deciding to purchase our home, I wanted to stay in the city because that's where I'm from. That's where, you know, my roots are. And I gave him a really hard time. He wanted to move to the suburbs and because that's where he's from. And I was like, no, like, I don't like change. I don't like leaving a place that I call my home. Um, but during all this is when I was suffering, you know, I couldn't get pregnant. Everything was going wrong health wise. Um, so there's something like, I believe in signs and I believe in like energies and vibes. And there's something in me in the back of my head telling me, Nina, go like, just, just let it go. And you need to you change is good. So I, when we came, when I told my husband, let's, you know, and I'm open to looking in the suburbs. The first house we looked at in the suburbs, I had this feeling like I can't even describe it. I was like, this is my house. Like, this is it. It was like a calming effect over me. And I was like such at ease. So I, a funny story is our house, like we put in our offer, they accepted our offer. And then it fell through and we went looking in the suburbs at so many other houses, but I didn't get that feeling. So I was like, no, like, no, no, no. So literally six months later, she reaches back out to us and she was like, are you guys still interested in this house? And we, it was like, like this moment, like this epiphany I had, I was like, yes, yes, yes. I need this house. So we moved there and literally a month into moving and settling in is when I found my doctor. That's, a three minute drive who is now like a good friend, a trusted friend of mine. And he, he was my savior basically like this. I 100% believe that this is all connected. Oh, it is. And so basically trust your gut and trust yeah. that sometimes, I mean, some, every, every story I hear about when something hires coming into you. So, you know, mystical motherhood is always about women's process of awakening and through this process of motherhood. And 
And every time somebody has a synchronicity or something, you know, comes to them, it's usually when they create some sort of space. And in this, it's actually, you actually made, we're making physical space through creating, like you were moving from a really constricted area of, you know, Chicago to a, just a, probably more trees, all kind, right? Do you feel like it was like mm-hmm. almost the physical expansion of space for you? And then the things yeah. are allowed to move in. Do you see the connection with that? Yeah. And can Absolutely. you talk about why you think that the first doctors might have missed the endometriosis and this one caught it? Like what what were what were the symptoms and why did he catch it and other people didn't? So I went to three specialists in the city who all told me I was well, a too young to have endometriosis, which made no sense to me. B, um, they did do testing on me. Um, I forgot the name of the specific procedures, but they did like certain procedures to clear out my, um, fallopian tubes and all that. Um, they said nothing, everything's clear. Nothing's wrong with you. They said my timing was wrong. They, um, I went through IUI and then they wanted me to jump to IVF. And that's where I was like, no, like I know there's something wrong with me. Like, there's no way that I'm 26 years old, 27 years old, and there's nothing wrong. Like, I'm not getting pregnant. So I, I don't know. If these doctors just, I don't, I, I don't know. If they were just inexperienced or what it was, but they all told me the same thing. My they age. They were probably thinking, you know, when you're trained in in medicine. There's a, a typical patient that as a textbook patient, and so when you're when you're caught in you know those situations, they're thinking you know the the like does this person match that description? And you didn't, so they weren't able to like use their intuition to really look at what you know that meant. You know, so you have to kind of. I guess right. look at like that. But can you explain right. what endometriosis is to all the people listening and your experience of it? So I'm my from everything I've gone through with endometriosis, it's basically when you're shedding um during your menstrual cycle, when you're shedding, it's connecting to your organs instead of all coming out during your menstrual cycle. And mine was stuck all over my organs, my ovaries, my bladder, fallopian tubes, my bowel, everywhere. And it formed so thick to cysts, and um, which is which led it to stage three, where there's only stage four of endometriosis. I had stage three, almost stage four. So, are you having your were you having your period then? Yes, period. I had period back then. You did have menstrual cycle. Same date every single month. Yeah. Very, very regular, but very, very heavy and very, very painful. Very heavy and painful. That's typical. But now mm-hmm. you're not having your period. So so let's talk about how's so then you got you ended up clean cleaning that up and you went to the right doctor and you knew something was wrong with you, but you I mean, just to repeat back that to everyone, she knew that she could get pregnant. And everybody was trying to give her a pill. So she just kept trusting her intuition and she did have a baby. And so she, she trusted it and she followed and she did have the baby the way she wanted. But if you choose to have IVF or anything, that's, that's fine. You should do whatever your body's saying to do at that moment. Um, 
So then you had your baby and then you went through your illness, but let's talk about now how you've begun to heal your fear of food since the illness. So since the, since having Chase, um, I was, I felt ill with my digestion. Um, and even before that I had, I got really bad food poisoning. That's how it all started. I got bad food poisoning while I was trying to, while I was struggling with my infertility during these four years. So after having Chase, I, um, I went, I breastfed for six to nine months. And after that, I, my digestive problems started happening again, even worse, where I couldn't eat anything without having severe stomach pain, diarrhea, constipation, you name it. I've had all of it. Um, and it was after every single, any little thing I put into my mouth. So because of that, I chose not to really eat and like nourish my body. I thought that food was my enemy. I was like, this is going to hurt me. Like I'm putting, I'm going to eat this apple, but it's going to come right out of me. So what's the point of eating the apple? So I would eat as little as I possibly could just to get by, uh, just to get by, just get through the day basically. And it's led me to losing so much weight, about 20 pounds, I would say. And after that, I lost my period, my menstrual cycle again. And this have you, but you've always had your menstrual cycle. So it's basically after you stopped eating all the food, you lost your menstrual cycles, correct? This wasn't typical before, before it was heavy. Yes. Yes. Okay. And have you been checked for endometriosis since, or is, is that all gone? Um, so I went to, I went back to my specialist and he told me that my endometriosis, it's impossible for it to have grown back since I haven't bled since having my child. I haven't had a full full period since having Chase. So he said, it's impossible that I had that, that the endometriosis is back. So back to the food. I just wanted to clarify that for everyone who's listening. So um, back to the food. Do you think that, I mean, what was the process that you had to go through in order to let go of the fear of food that you're, is, I mean, do you feel like you're slightly healing from that right now? Yeah, I'm currently in the healing process of accepting and letting go of the fear of food. Um, you actually have helped me so much. Because prior to speaking to you, I was constantly Googling and um, reading, like self-diagnosing myself. I was going crazy and I wasn't, I was losing more weight instead of gaining more weight. So you came into my life at the perfect time when I, you know, I needed someone to help me heal on this like journey of my fear of food. Um, I, you've taught me that to just like let go of my fears. You have taught me that food is actually on my side. You know, I need, my body needs to be nourished and fruitful in order to get a period in order to conceive again. Um, so I have gotten so much better with eating. I literally don't even think twice about it. I, you know, I'm adding like little by little, step by step, I'm adding more and more nutrition and the good fats and, um, carbs and all that to my diet. And I, I've gained 
20 pounds for since talking to you actually. That's um, amazing. Say, yeah, like, what, yeah. Two months, two, three months I've gained 20 pounds and I haven't, I've yet to, to get my cycle back, but I know that I'm on the right path. Like I feel myself healthy again. I feel energy. I feel positivity around food. So can I ask you, I mean, I don't ever really know what I'm doing for people, but I, can I ask you what I did for you so that other people could maybe utilize that for them? So you just have a way of like a clairvoyance to you where you, it's really hard to explain. You have an energy and the advice that you give is just so real and it's so true to my situation. Um, I love how you are able to connect my fears around food or my negative thoughts of not being able to get pregnant. You're able to connect it to my past. And I'm learning that my fears are stemming from, you know, certain things years ago when I was a little girl and no one has ever been able to help me in that way. And it just like connecting the dots and it's making so much sense to me. And it just, that's how I trust. That's like where my trust in you like became real was you were able to connect my fears from, I mean, you were able to connect how my thoughts and feelings now with my past, with the person I was in the past. And you have taught me to let go. So what would you, so how could, let's explain this so other people understand it. So basically what you're saying, so I'm going to pretend dumb about this, right? That I'm going to pretend like I don't understand. Your past can creep up and come up in different ways in the present to affect your health and well-being. That's the truth, right? That's what you've experienced? Yes. Okay, so for other people to understand. So, and also with this, you know, heal, you know, different, you know, symptoms is that as like right now you're suffering from this food thing, but it's really actually connected to a relationship with food you had with your mother and your father, you know, or et cetera. We're not going to go into the details of it, but years ago, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. And so when we made that, you know, connection together with what, or, you know, and I reminded you of this and it, it's almost shocking, right, to the system, but it almost shocks you out of it because you're like, oh, we're just playing that again. Does that feel, you know, is that correct? Like, it's, so if other people were to basically recognize that this could be happening with them, it, that could help them heal, right? Yes, absolutely. It's it's just something that you don't think of and connect, like connecting the dots and relating it issues that you're having now in mind specifically with food to my situations in the past, just like turned on the light. Like, Oh my God, like that, that is why I am the way I am. That's the way I like, that's why I'm treating food in the respect I'm treating it is because when I was younger, this situation happened and it's just, it really is like an awakening and you don't hold on like, you're not like, oh, like this is why I am how I am. And you move on and you're like, you continue to be that way. No, you teach us to, you have taught me to let it go. Like this is who you were as a child. These are your experiences. Let it go. 
you know, like it it's almost like a rebirth. Present, right. But the importance of letting it go and the reason why people typically come is because then you're letting it go for every generation that's ever going to follow after you. Yes. And, and so, when you told me that, I like, it's just a, like enlightened me. Yeah. And so women have the power. So, you know, a lot of this stuff will come up through the process of becoming pregnant, like these major issues with the hopes of being healed so that you don't have to give that to the child that may or may not come. And who knows, maybe it's some bigger force that, you know, you're not having your period so you could meet me and then you could heal from this. And then that doesn't get passed on. Maybe it'll be a little girl. We don't know. And then maybe mm. none of her children will have it. And then right in that moment, you you stopped it. Right. And that's the power of doing this type of work of clearing yourself before you have a baby or, you know, during, even though you're pregnant or even if you are a mother, you don't, cause they're going to, you know, children watch, you know, they don't, they're, they're watching your actions. And so how, so when you made that connection, so when, when you looked at the, in the mirror at yourself, and you, it's almost like, that's what meditation is. Basically, like, what, why do people meditate? For me, it's, it's self-psychology. It's, it's the ability to look at myself for what I am and look at all my wrongs and my rights and make them right again if there's a wrong. And, and so a lot of people want to hide from themselves and they don't want to look at the connection of, oh, this happened in my past and this is why, you know, I can't move forward and this, this, and this. But that's why. And so what meditation does is it clears the subconscious of all of these past memories. So when, when you're meditating, you're actually healing all of that, especially with Kundalini so that you don't have to keep on going with it. And that's why it's so powerful during pregnancy. And I want to put it out there in the world is because it can clear the baby. Right. Right. Exactly. And just knowing that I'm putting a stop to my problems and my issues that I'm having for the future generations of my children is just so gratifying. Yeah. And as you've begun to heal that issue, has any other things come up for you that like, are you happier? I mean, you said you were, but like, as have you begun to heal other relationships in your life as you've become happier? Yes. I, the relationship with my mother has become so much better. I can't even like, like words can't even describe. It's like night and day, a relationship since I'm healing myself, I'm a happier person. And it makes me just want to connect with, you know, my, the person that I've had the most issues with in the past. And that was my mom. Yeah. And it's so critical for everyone to understand is it's really common for the mom issue to come up around the time you're going to, I mean, the mom issue is always common, but particularly when you're becoming a mother or you are pregnant or postpartum, my gosh, anything you haven't healed around mommy is going to just come up. And, and so doing that beforehand, and if you had a lot of trauma, like it's so important because you need to be mothered when you're becoming a mother. And if you don't have that mother you thought she should or should not be, you're going to be wounded again. You'll be back to that little girl that was wounded. And so do you know, right. Does that feel true? Like you need to be mothered when you're a mother. Absolutely. Like this is my first time being a mother and I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I needed my mom the most. 
at this time in my life. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that don't have their moms. And so what you, and it's sad to say, you need to learn to really mother yourself. And the mm-hmm. only way to mother yourself is not, you know, crawling up and in some ball and hoping that the world, it's, it's really going inside. It's looking at yourself in the mirror or finding someone who can help look at yourself in the mirror and wake you up. It's, it's almost say, looking at the patterns and how they play out in all these different areas of your life and, and stopping them and just saying enough's enough. I don't need to do this anymore. And it's almost like, do you see how it's almost insanity <laughs> if we don't stop? Oh. Absolutely. The yeah. vicious cycle. Hello? Hello? Oh, I thought I lost you. Oh, sorry. Um, well, is there anything else you could do? Now you're, on, so now you're on the road to be becoming pregnant. Is there anything else that, you know, like you're, you're just waiting, you're hoping and waiting for your period to come, and mm-hmm. we'll have you back when you're pregnant. So is there anything you want to tell women about the process of, for, you know, that if they're going through this same process in some sort of way, what they can do to, you know, help themselves. Yeah. Um, I just want to let everyone know women who are going through something similar that I'm going through. Um, just like, you know, that just, you just believe that it's going to happen, put positive energy and vibes out there and don't, ever say no like I can't get pregnant I'm, I'm it's not meant for me don't let those thoughts consume you because the, I mean the fact of the matter is you most likely will get pregnant and if you believe it and you put it out into the universe it's going to happen for you or if they're not to get meant to get pregnant you know in the old-fashioned way you know right they'll get I mean, which is sex right the, I call it the old-fashioned way but if if you know if you're going to get pregnant no matter how you're going to have this baby you're going to have a baby one day you can adopt that baby yeah. you can get IVF you you can have a baby and whatever baby's going to come what's the most important thing is for you to work on yourself so that you can raise that baby consciously. And it's like, we think about wanting the baby, but don't you want, like, I wish my mom would have taken some courses like this, like mystical motherhood. Right. Don't you wish? Oh, absolutely. If all of our moms had like taken the course that mystical motherhood, which I'm creating right now. Um, I mean, I just think the world would be a better place. And so like, don't, you're going to get that baby. We always get what we want eventually in some shape, manner, or form. Somehow, exactly. but options are endless. Yeah, the options are endless, but work on yourself while you're doing it so that you don't mess the baby up. And also, yeah. so how important has it, you know, like how has this the shift you've been going through, like almost this awakening process of consciously looking at motherhood, how has that changed your family and life? It's just made, like, with me, since I am the foundation of my family. It has just made my fan, you know, we were able to go on like a beautiful vacation and just like enjoy living life and live for the moment again. Whereas before everything was very like premeditated for me, like, you know, I, I feared anything. Like I was scared of everything. I was just like anxiety onto my family and I didn't like that. And I knew I had to break free of that and just let go. Like it's, it's very important to just be able to live, you know, 
in the moment. And now that I'm healing and happy, like my family life has just been so amazing. Like I couldn't ask for, you know, a better husband relationship with my husband and just being able to watch my son grow and thrive every single day and just look at him and like, you know, be happy without having back my head, like, you know, my negative thoughts that I used to have. It's just so rewarding. Good. Thank you so much for sharing your story and helping other women to grow and awaken through their process of conscious motherhood. If you want to learn more about all of this, please head over to mysticalmotherhood.com. It has this website has a ton of information, videos. You can listen to the podcast there, um, work with me section, and you can also purchase mystical motherhood online and we're found on all major social media outlets.